Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C, Certified Brewhead. I am Scott Beer, Cold Beer Enthusiast. And welcome to Beer and Others, the podcast, episode 41. And tonight, we are joined by the first repeated wow, guest. Wow, I didn't even think about that, yeah. It's the first repeat for the <laughs> video portion. <laughs> yeah. You were the third video, uh, well, technically the second and third, there's the three You're videos. technically an OG of the BAOS podcast. So, Sean Silva from Lost Craft, mate. Good Zebra. Always a pleasure, dude. As usual. It's been, uh, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we do. It's been, uh, it was February last year we recorded. So I actually we, one year to the month ago? Correct. It okay. was almost, I think about the same week. It was the All-Star, NBA All-Star yes, weekend. It was, it, was, it was the long weekend. It was like, yes, the frigid. Yeah. Yes. It was like minus that 30. It was insane. insanity. Um, so we figured it was about time. Like a lot, like honestly. A, a lot, lot has happened. A lot has happened. And uh, we've been talking about having a re-up for a while, and I think the timing, uh, the timing is right. The time is now. As you can see, we have more beers than just the one that we had last time, so we're going to be discussing all of them. So I think we should start by cracking a revival. As we always do. As we always do in the sexy new packaging. Yeah, I like that, oh, man. That's real slick. Isn't it? Look at yeah. it. I love it. How do you feel about these new cans, man? Like. Love them. Yeah. What was the um, reason you moved from the what did I call that the shrink wrap to the by the way you dropped these so <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I, just I, be careful when opening it I was uh, yeah. I was clumsy yeah my bad <laughs> uh. um, yeah man what was the what was the reason for the move to the to the old what, what what do you call it like the wrap to the printed on the can or like yeah yeah straight straight print is exactly what you call it I mean the the main the main difference was. Um, printed cans require a lot of uh, lead time, and also you uh, gotta buy like large clips. So you know when you when you're starting out, large you gotta, clips. That sounds so jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that large clip though. <laughs> so yeah, so you know you gotta you gotta you know, you know when you're starting out, you generally go um, shrink wrap to start. Gives you more flexibility as well. Like if you run out, you can kind of re you know re up real quickly. Also OG. Also OG. OG. Oh, look at this. Uh, yeah. you know, it's very so, Scarborough. Uh, this is yeah. getting already. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the you know the main reason is because you need a bit when you're starting it's a little bit smaller scale and as you grow you can kind of build into the printed. That makes sense. You guys can on premise, right? At uh, common good. Common good. Yeah. Represent yeah. common good. Got the hat <laughs> on. Right. Er, First of all, cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers guys. guys. Yeah. So this is the um, the cold shell. This is the one that's been LCB guys for about a year now. Mm. Well, it's been out since October 2015. Exactly. Yeah, always a classic. Um, how has everything been with Revival, man? Like, how's it all gone with uh, with this beer since it released in 2015? We connected, I think, December. Did the podcast in Feb. So since then, what's been what's been popping with the beer? Yeah, so Revival's been, you know, the reception's been tremendous. Um, you know, thank you, Ontario. Yeah. Um, the beer the beer's been doing really well. Um, you know, it's selected as a customer favorite product, the LCBO. So what can you just explain what what what's the what does that mean to people? So it was the, it was the top pick of 2016 uh, in beer or in uh, all categories. No, so uh, typically how it works is like at the LCBO, the category manager. There's ca- there there are people that work at the LCBO that are looking at uh, each specific category. So it's wine, liquor, beer, whatever, right? Gotcha. Um, so more recently, the LCBO every year will pick a couple of products in each category. So the head of that category will then, you know, pick a few products. 
Um, for beer, it was two. Um, this year, it was uh, our beer and Mill Street's IPA. Right. Um, cool. and, and I mean, I'm not an expert, so I don't really know the full mechanics behind, you know, what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, generally speaking, obviously, they're looking at, you know, sales that, data, customer reception and um, store reception, like employees. Like, if they, if they like this the is product. a whole ranking system. Probably yeah, I'm sure they, yeah, there's factors, probably like more, yeah. you know, I, I don't pretend to know all the details. Yeah. But um, anyway, the category manager, manager, you know, offered, you know, and said that, you know, they'd like to choose us. Um, there is an advertising component towards like you have to, it's an LCBO promotion essentially because you're getting special displays and stuff like that um, you know out of it uh, but uh, but it's obviously an honor um, the LCBO has been yeah, like man. you know such an amazing partner for us um, have been super supportive since we started the company um, and uh, and yeah so it's just been a great ride um, revival like just overall you know it's it's the it's our flagship it's a very like easy drinking I think yes can you, know, you speak to the beer a little bit. Yeah, so just well for the for the people for, who didn't see the first one and want to know about it and why it's getting the accolades it's getting. Yeah, so like the the background of revival specifically was um, so when I my, again lost draft story was I left my job, uh, went to Germany, uh, met with some brewmasters in Cologne, Stuttgart, and Munich. Cologne is where this beer originated. This beer is kind of my favorite style from the from the region. What? Uh, so uh, you know, got a bit of an understanding as to how they brew it. Brought back some. You know, obviously some samples. I work with Jamie Mystery, um, one of the yes, co-founders Jamie. of uh, Common Good, yep. um, and uh, and developed the beer. And it, you know, at the time, you know, I really think that it was probably, you know, the most true to style in the category. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I like. You know, as you know, Lost Craft, we make session style beers. Mm-hmm. The beers are approachable, um, and uh, I really felt like it was the gr- the this beer style to me is the best balance between getting you know something that's very easy drinking that anyone who drinks you know just a macro lager could could drink right on the flip side of it is it does have an ale characteristic to it, a little more body a little more flavor um so that it you know it, it bridges the gap as totally. well. i love kolsch man it's so it just goes down a treat as you would say craig i do say that <laughs> just do you like crisp food? and refreshing and like you said a, a great segue from a macro lager to a, a beer with a little more flavor and yeah. a little more drinkability like it's something that you can drink all night. If you're having a handful of them, it, you can go on uh, not that revival. I, no, not that I advocate not, not at all. But I mean, over the course of a week or so, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a really good point, though. That it's uh, I, I we I usually describe this beer as like the gateway beer. I feel like you've really you know craft beer generally is focused on the craziest stuff. Like even it can our, be very aggressive. Yeah, some of the styles out there are just like punch you in the mouth totally and especially for someone who's not used to it it's like wow that's a little too much flavor for me but this is like perfect you get a little bit of that maltiness there's some bitter there there's a little um there there's some hops and i think a, a great like you said beginner's beer but also yeah. a seasoned drinker's beer as well man like it's it's kolsch is one of those styles it's just like a true real german style beer with yeah. like pilsner and yeah are you getting a lot of that feedback then that like like uh, my mate Richard, shouts to Rich, he does a lot of music videos. Um, he was here recently and he was like, man, he was like hitting me up from, he was at a, pa- a party and he was like, yo, like half the people here are drinking Lost Craft. Like, yeah. So dudes tell me all the time, I'm not sure if you get that, but people are always telling me, oh, look, let's be fair, we're friends. Like this goes beyond the podcast stuff, but um, I find that people are telling me that stuff because they know we're mates or whatever. So I think that's super cool that people keep telling me that, which means that people are noticing it because it's because whether it's the beer itself i think it's a combination of the beer itself and the branding i think it's just a super cool service that's probably under appreciated in craft beer <laughs> to, to say the least yes. like 
because we're all focused on what's the triple hot, like you know, peanut crazy. butter stout. Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. No, that's really, that's <laughs> peanut butter and jelly stuff, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. So I mean, I think that's a really cool thing, and I assume you would have probably got similar feedback from a lot of people that like, hey, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, not to divulge the secret sauce. Uh, you <laughs> of know, course, you know, keep, it, really keep it low. Keep it low. Uh, no, just I mean, I think the way that the way that we approached um, Lost Craft was really a, a function of like I'd say three kind of core things. One is obviously like we make, you know, session style approachable beer. So yep. the beers that we make, generally speaking, are beers that anyone can drink. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just from a branding perspective, you know, a lot, we get a lot of comments on, you know, the can and like what the design, and I want to be very, you know, explicit about this. Um, you know, we, when we, uh, the reason why the can looks so simple is not because we're genius marketers. The reason was because uh, we didn't have I didn't have money to pay a design company to do some sort of elaborate design on my, on my for my for our packaging, so uh, me and a good friend of mine Balraj as we kind of talked yes, about a little bit in the, in the in the original podcast kind of did it ourselves you know Balraj did a lot of the work and then you know I kind of with some kind of direction from from me as well, um, and that's why our, our can looks that way. But the intention was always just to I mean it was just to be inoffensive you know it was like right. something that's clean something that's simple. Um, that's not going to result in someone not buying the beer. Right. You know, very simply. Let's say. I mean, the last part of it is, is as you know, we've it says it on on our, on our can, and we mean it. You know, we're we're actively involved in the communities that you know that we operate in. Um, you know, as you know, the most recent thing being we could talk about it later, but yep. um, you know, our, our work with the Christie Refugee Center. Uh, we've also you know supported like so many different like student groups, um, other other events that support other different charities. You know, so on and so forth. Like we're you know, we, we, we generally have a, you know, not generally, we basically have a never say no attitude. It just depends on the scale of what people are asking for. But mm-hmm. if people are doing like great positive things in the city, it's something that we're always going to be a part of. That's awesome. Um, so, and you know, that combination, I think that the, those three kind of factors have resulted in, you know, a bit more adoption more quickly. I mean, far, far more quickly than I expected, you know, uh, totally. but, uh, but it's been great. It's been beautiful. Well, I think the can matches the, the product very well. It's, oh yeah, it's it's crisp, it's clean, it's simple, it's a little fancy, it's got, uh, you know, everything going on. And it, when I open a can of this and I look at the can, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a Lost Craft. Yeah. And I like we're all wearing hats, kind of representing. You got Scarborough. Toronto. You got Toronto. I got... Got common good there. Right you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy uh, And we didn't even coordinate this. No, we didn't even... This just happened. You cannot coordinate this. <laughs> Woke up like this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was just on a, the note about the city supporting. Um, one thing just popped into my head while you were talking was uh, Norm Kelly was rocking the For the Six hat, which was your original Big branding. Big pops, yo. Yo, that's uh, the, six, the Six dad right there. <laughs> the Six dad um, representing the, For the Six. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Is there a story behind that? Like how uh, you got that bad boy on his head? It's a Scarborough thing, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Scarborough thing. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Norm's, a, Norm's a Scarborough guy, obviously Scarborough counselor. Um, I'm born and raised in Scarborough. No, me. Um, we brew currently a common good in Scarborough. Yep. We're hoping to continue to brew in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so I just, you know, I Norm, I, you know, I set up some meetings because we're talking about, like, ways to promote craft beer in Scarborough because, as you know, it's a it's a emerging market for craft. Like, it's not what people think of when they think craft beer. I mean, West End is obviously very saturated. Um, so we just had a discussion. I said, you know, here's the hat. And, you know, he just, I didn't, it wasn't, this it wasn't staged. I got the picture after I left the office. Nice. Like, wow. You know, so it was, a, it was, it was an awesome moment for us, for sure. That's very cool. Big publicity, cool. you know, when we, when we were, that, that was very young. The company was quite young. I remember being, um, uh, when, do you remember that, like, 
2015 or was that 2016? It might have been either late 2015 or early 2016. I got a feeling we didn't talk about it in the last thing. You just, uh, I know some of He has quite the following on social media, especially yeah, yeah. within, you know, Toronto. I was Canada. literally just listening to a podcast that was talking about his him beefing with like Meek and stuff yeah, on the way. Like I come to Scoop you know, just thing ever. Yeah, it's so just, awesome though. It's insane. That's crazy. Um, so as far as revival, like, so that has really like, you know, for, for a young craft brewery, like that's really taking you to another level as far as the success. I mean, to be only operating for what, like 14 months or something, 15 months and to be the, the LCBO top pick, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know about top pick, but we're, we're doing well, no, it's, it's no, not, I'm saying sorry, the award it's from the award. Yeah, top top customer fa- I think they call it a customer favorite. I thought it was top pick. I thought so. I would seen it in their branding top yeah. picks. I wasn't trying it to like could put be, words in yeah, it. Yeah, it could be. Customer favorite. Okay, we'll call it customer favorite. I like it. Favorite. Favorite. I like yeah. Yeah. No, I just mean like, you know, I, I'm not saying that we're the top selling beer in the LCBO. No, but you're getting notoriety. But we're just, I think we're, you know, a good, you know, great product. You know, that's, that's, that the LCBO has taken a liking to because for a variety of reasons, you know, we're very, you know, they, I think we've been supportive with them. Yep. Um, they know like our approach with them was very much like, like I said, you know, I've, I personally have done tastings across Ontario. Mm-hmm. You know, most LCBO, LCBO beer, beer ambassadors or store managers know, know me. And that's mm-hmm. not because I, you know, just sit at my, sit at home and just call 400 stores. No, you and show I, up yourself. You know, and, yeah. yeah, you know, we're, and, and that's, con- you know, continuously, you know, our approach mm-hmm. that's, I think, got us to the, to, the, to the point where we're at, whereas it's not just another can on the shelves. The people at the store know about us, know about yeah. our story, know what we're doing. Um, and, you know, again, not to give away the secret sauce, but uh, I, I hope, I, you know, I hope other, other, other companies, you know, adopt that mentality because I think that's what you need to do. You know, the, the objective for me is not for us to do better than other craft companies. My objective is to grow craft. Right. Um, and I want everyone to be successful. I don't want to, you know, I don't want, um, you know, it just to be us. Totally. I think that everyone's got to, like, in, in the craft scene, the objective here is not to compete amongst one another. The idea is to compete against the, um, the bigger guys. Yeah. You know, so. And I feel like you're doing it a service by doing that just for the fact that your whole, like, MO is focusing on, like, the easy drinking, approachable stuff. So even the newer beers, which we'll get to, uh, speak should speak to the same demographic that a relatively new beer drink is and you're offering uh, you know a different taste profile that's not like like what you said before like too offensive or too like palate wrecking and stuff so I think that's hella dope um, you do a lot of so you're in now like uh, is it 400 LCBO I thought it was 3 it's 4 like so you're in over half the LCBOs in Ontario because you so saw you, there was a number around 7 7 so something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's quite, that's quite impressive. Last night. And you, really? you took kind of maybe a different approach than some other companies do. You showed up yourself with product and said, hey, listen, this is my product and I'd like you to carry it. And, uh, you know, made a relationship with some of the uh, managers and owners of the LCBO. That's key. My brother said to me before, Notion said, uh, he's like, yo, I think it was Mike from the, his LCBO. He gave me a name. I forgot what it was. I was like, yeah, you know, Sean, say, say, say yeah. what up? So like, dead yeah, serious. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm like, I'm telling you, like, the system. I mean, the LCBO system. Mike was, at Fairview, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike's, Mike's, Mike's Scarborough. Oh, Mike from Fairview. Scarborough, Mike. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. Shout outs to Mike. Shout outs to Mike. Remember last time was shout outs. Oh yeah. It was a shout out. We called the episode shout outs. Shout outs. Yeah. Because there's so many. We made light on the shout out. Shout outs. Fifteen minutes in. That was the first one. It's just the first. That's good. There's many to come. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I mean, we, like, 
I, you know, have been to most, you know, not every, it's impossible. Sure. Like we, like I still have promised, like we, we did a big push into uh, Northern Ontario. So right. North Bay, Sudbury, the Sioux, um, you know, places where I didn't realize that, uh, you know, this is ignorant me. I didn't realize that um, certain areas in Ontario have a different area code. This was like, I don't know if you guys know this. When you say different area code? What Sorry, not area code, a time zone. Yeah, we'll oh, you tripped me out for a second. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah of course I hope they you do knew that, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you know, sorry, yeah, yeah, first revival, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gets a bit uh, crazy. You mean really? going into um, uh, Manitoba because it's like yeah. the oh, central. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just one exactly. out of line. That's exactly what I was talking about. So, anyway, so you know, huge. Yeah, it's a very, it's a big, it's a big, you know, territory, obviously, and. Uh, province, I should say. Yeah, I yeah. just meant like. No, no, I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting a little bit. Canadian yeah. historians will <laughs> get mad at that. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, so I just mean like you know we're we're out out those ways and we're still we still haven't gone there yet, but we will be. Um, I will be. Good man. Um, but uh, but I mean just generally speaking, you know, absolutely. Like you know, spend time in Ottawa, spend time in Sarnia, spend time in Kitchener, spend time in London. You know, we've been we've made the rounds um, around Ontario. Um, Telling our story. That's dope. You know, and, and I think that that's, you know, like resonated with people, right? I guess when you can put a face to a brand and it's not just like an email or a phone call, like it's a, it's a game changer. But well, not only a face to the brand, the, the, the owner of the company, it's, it's not just like a, 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 a marketing person. You, you built this brand up yourself and you, yeah. you know, handcrafted these beers essentially through your brewmaster, Jamie, and it's really your product, and you're the guy showing up at the door. You're the guy giving the samples and giving the tasting, so I, I find that very uh, commendable. I agree. Speaking of that, um, the on top of the LCBO, I'm going to leave that in just to show how raw this is. <laughs> that was security. We're in, uh, actually, we didn't say where we are. Right behind us is the Air Canada Centre, so we're like, like right downtown uh, yeah. Toronto. Um... This is Toronto as it gets for a Toronto beer and a Toronto podcast right here. I'm feeling pretty, feeling pretty Toronto sick right stuff right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tirana. Tirana. The, um, what was I going to say? Okay, so on top of LCBOs, something that happened in 2016, which was cool for those in the States, probably won't care because they can get beer everywhere, but yeah. supermarkets. I was going to ask Selected supermarkets that. in mm-hmm. Ontario have now uh, carried And they just beer. started, they just made an expansion. There was a bunch more that they... Oh, really? Yeah, so they just more expanded. more than 150? Yeah, they expanded it now. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Lost Craft is in all Sobeys stores across the province or the and GTA? Loblaws. And Loblaws. Nice. Yeah. Yo, that's What's the other one? Man. I think Farm Boy is the other one. Yeah, or... what was it called? We're not in... We're, for us, anyway, we're in Loblaws and... Loblaws and Sobeys. Those and, are the big ones. Those ones yeah, and Pino's up north, too. It's like a small okay. end of That's when you're talking about. Uh, okay. That's crazy, man. Like, that's insane. To be able to tap into, like, to be, like, one of the first movers in craft, I assume there's not a ton of craft... Or is there? I haven't seen in any supermarkets. It's um, yeah, it's mostly Ontario craft. Oh, so there is a, yeah, a bunch. They, yeah, they it's, actually... it's a little mix. It's like um, you know, there's your your Mill Streets, but there's also predominantly like that Ontario. Era. Good, and there are some macros mixed in there. But I mean, you, you get a, a decent mix. Like Good. to be honest, I still have yet to buy. I thought this was the greatest thing ever. I'm just gonna go shopping and grab my beer. It's like Quebec. It's it's not as easy as you think. Like Why? some places, there's only one checkout, like a specific line that you have to wait in. Like this is the beer line. Oh really? Yeah, and it like so I I actually grabbed beer, was gonna buy it, 
and the beer line was too long because people were buying their groceries and it was going to take too long so I just put it back I'm like I'm just do you buy that's whack do you buy or can you buy um, groceries in the beer line yes yeah it's not just beer but you can't go to the grocery line to, to and bring buy beer, beer. So, right so okay, that's redundant they need though to, like, it, it is that's a roadblock like that's saying so that was so the reason I was gonna say I was excited about it, but I haven't used it. I thought it would be very convenient, but it doesn't seem to be as hmm. convenient as it as it could be. You know, that's crazy. Well, the reason is uh, I think there's a couple of reasons, but the primary reason I think is that uh, so cashiers at grocery stores could be underage. Yeah, you're you not to allowed be, to handle right. Alcohol. You have to be smart serve. I don't know if it's smart. No, I don't know if it's if it's nineteen, but you got to be over. I think not. 16, I think it's eighteen. You know? like, yeah, there's eighteen a to serve alcohol. 18, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so there's an age. Thing that that I think from the, the serving perspective, yeah. okay, and then also I believe in Nokomis. Technically, I'm pretty sure that uh, hours of operation. So grocery stores can't sell beer. Like you know, if you have a grocery store that's open until two a.m. or like a twenty four hour place, you can't sell beer at you know. Although I think two a.m. I think it's it later. To- it's later than uh, the LCBO and beer store. I think you can. They sell some locations sell to like eleven p.m. Something oh, like, like that. Like like like, like a bottle uh, like a like yeah. a bottle shop at. Like even in a, a brew pub, yeah, they yeah, can sell a little later, and they can be open on holidays and stuff like that. Right. So. There's some rules. Anyway, I'm not sure this, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. That that's why I guess basically. Do that. you know? I know this. I don't know how relevant this is, but do you know how well the sales have been in these supermarkets compared to say LCBOs? Um, by the way, LCBOs. I don't know. I guess we talk about it and throw it around for the Americans listening. It's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. It's the government-controlled, like privatized liquor stores, which is the main place to get craft beer. There's another thing, a beer store, but that's and the, also the biggest purchaser of alcohol, alcohol in in the world. world. In the world. So, so just if you don't know now, you know now you know. Google yeah. it. Um, so, is like, have you noticed any sort of? Is there an upswing in in that? Like, do you know? Is there any idea of how it's going? Being that it's such a new initiative, and you're an early adopter in that, luckily, like you got, you know, not lucky at all. Like you hustled and got in there. Uh, how's that been? I know you've been doing tastings at Sobeys and stuff. So, yeah. So um, I mean, I think it's it's definitely growing. Is is how it, what we describe it, and it's it's. I think part of the issue is when we first got into most of those places, um, people didn't even know that you could buy like a lot of times you're like oh you're you can you can buy beer in grocery like that was the, yeah, the you know, that was the that was the discussion it wasn't and now it's more like oh we don't have a grocery store in our area that mm-hmm. sells beer you know so most people know about it now and if you know about it you know it's it's an easy thing to do is like if you're at the grocery store to pick up you know some beer i think the question is if if the your go-to is like craft is typically like a selection game right mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a situation where you're buying um, the six pack of one beer. I mean, you may, but generally speaking, you want like a bit of variety. Yes. Um, so if your grocery store in your area has that variety, then sure, you know, if you're a craft guy, then you'll get it. I mean, a lot of the guys that I think will go, they'll, not a lot of the people, but the grocery store consumer might just get that two four of Heineken or 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 whatever True. other macro product, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, a, not a two four, I should say, like a six pack. Right, because they're not like selling that. anything more than six packs at the grocery yeah, stores exactly. as well. Same you can only buy. Same, same as LCBA. Correct. Yes. Right. So anyway, so, you know, I think if the selection fits what you want, then totally it makes sense. And then, right. and, and you know about it, obviously you need to know that they, they carry it because it's in one totally. specific section. Uh, but for people that want that like broad variety, you know, the LCBO just, you know, the LCBO is making a huge uh, push into expanding fridge space and stores. I don't know if you guys have noticed, almost all the LCBOs that, that, are, um, that are large 
are building Converting big to, yeah. fridges yeah, for right. beer. The walk-in fridges, exactly. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. okay, like in Kingston has that one, like the... A lot of the one in, uh, I used to live in Scarborough as well. Represent, right. and uh, the one at more what's now called Morningside Crossing yeah. was one of the best ones in the area. Right, because they, they used to have the one that was actually just in the plaza in front. Then they renovated and made it huge, and they have a massive walk-in uh, craft beer section, and they usually have a pretty dope selection of craft beers like usually better than a lot of the downtown ones i go to Damn. so and yes that's lost cool. craft is there i always make note to see lost craft yeah, yeah, that's of it. course it's in the scarborough location of course <laughs> you know what i mean no but i mean and that's why i think that you know that's why i think the lcbo is the best thing for ontario craft by far um, because they are they've made such a conscious effort to expand um, retail space for the segment you know that fridge yeah. those fridges when they're built they're not they're not 50% um imports 50% craft right they are like 90% craft yeah you know they're they're adding so many skews so much skew space devoted to building up you know the craft industry well, it has to be supply and demand too. Like, just the craft industry has been booming for how many years now, and they got to figure. I don't know what the percentage of their craft beer sales is, but it has to be a good chunk of what they sell, because if it's, they're if they're I, making clearing out spaces, I mean, at some locations have huge vintage sections, but it's almost matching that now with these walk-in fridges. Yeah. It's like buying vintage wine, buying craft beer, right? Almost the half growth. the store is dedicated yeah. to it. I mean, it's, it's cool. definitely the growth. So it, it's it may still be a small, you know fraction of the overall like revenue of the lcbo and it's not small but you know what i mean like yeah. relatively small uh but it's uh it's it's where they're seeing like massive growth right i mean just the high level of the beer industry in canada you know overall beer consumption is more or less flat if not marginally declining um but craft is growing yes okay sorry i'm just asking tiff about how to record stuff on the camera there because we don't have a camera person today normally you see us talking to oh, tiffany worse i know and i don't tiffany, know what the hell is going you. on um after 30 minutes okay so okay so basically then i actually want to are we get... still recording no we're still recording okay, i, I cool. like to keep these raw you know what i like what i listen to a lot raw of podcasts dog. so uh i like it when it's raw um, as it gets mate i like it when people just have all the the the, the bullshit between that's mm. all good so I'm feeling like we should go into this next, but I got a bunch of other stuff we we want to talk about. So um, leave that, leave that there. It looks pretty. So okay. So after the success of Revival, you know, you got the the customer pick of 2016. You're in all these liquor stores. You're, I mean, supermarkets, and you're in the 400 LCBOs. Um, people, one thing I noticed was um, people wanted another beer from me. They loved Revival. And they love the branding, and they love what you guys are doing, but they want another beer. Right. So you delivered. <laughs> you delivered, and uh, man, you know what? This is only really uh, I've had. This one... is very new to me still. Yeah, very new to me. I've only I've had, had one few... can of this, and we had tried the taster batch. So tell us about this uh, the new beer, bro. Hold uh, it. Use it as a microphone. Let the people know. <laughs> this is crimson. Uh, so it's our take on like an English style red ale. Um, not consistent with our like beer strategy, you know, basically, which is, you know, not overly hoppy, not very bitter, very approachable, mm -hmm. and it's a pure ale. Um, so it's I would describe it as a malt forward red ale. Mm -hmm. It has like great um, caramel, toffee, and apple kind of notes to it. Um, apple, very crushable. I like the bready. I was saying earlier, I like it's like there's a breadiness to it, but still a clean, crisp drinkability. 
which I like. Well, oh, I love I love the color of this. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I feel I feel like it, it just looks like toffee. Toffee looks like the. It's nice to know that you can if you're gonna have a few, you can have something with a bit of flavor too. It doesn't have to be super overpowering. That's a lovely head on that too, isn't it? Isn't Ooh. it? Lovely. Good. Okay. Look, everyone's okay. just trying to pull oh, everyone okay. beers. Look at this. Okay. It's like a, like a, like this a is what you do when you have three men and two ball cans of beer. You just, everyone's, everyone's trying just to like, pour each other. Like You're trying to hook everybody up. And you have more. No, you have, you have more. more. No, I like you. <laughs> so cute. Okay. So why? Uh, I'm just gonna check the camera. Why a red ale? Why? Why was that the choice specifically? Um. So it was my. You know, it goes. You know, I. Th- it's a beer that I wanted to make. You know, a beer that I wanted to drink. Um, I didn't think that uh, this style of beer, and I still don't think that this style of beer really exists in Ontario in the sense that um, we use like a very interesting yeast um, okay. that's pretty rare. Um, that's what gives it a bit of the smell, like yeah. that, fruit, yeah, that yeah. fruit punch kind of smell on the nose. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think most uh, most of the Riddells that I had were a little bit more hot forward, a little bit more bitter, just not as approachable, I'd say, as, you know, Revival, obviously. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, Revival is like, you know, it has that lager, you know, component to it. This is a pure ale, but it has, you know, really great, a really great drinkability um, that I, I, that I think that I thought was unique, mm, right. um, and I thought that it was complementary. So the idea for me was not to make, you know, a, like twelve different beers that are you know minorly different. Um, this beer is obviously it has a very consistent profile that everyone says like they they can tell that there's a consistency to revival because Jamie was the genius that made this beer as well. Love that. Um, but it's very different. You know, it's you can have. It's not like both beers are interchangeable. Was there a beer that inspired you to make mm-hmm. this beer? Yeah, there was. Um, Can got, you say? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, so Sam Adams Pale Ale. Um, that's right, Sam, Samuel Smith's Pale Ale. Samuel Smith Pale Ale, okay. Uh, so Samuel Smith's is like my favorite Yes, uh, you were telling me about that, uh, that chocolate stout, man. Yeah. You're in love with... <laughs> the chocolate stout is It's unreal. unreal. Yeah, it's yeah, unreal. yeah, yeah. I, mean, they're I love Samuel Smith. They're really good, man. Um, their oatmeal stout's phenomenal. Their India Ale's phenomenal. I mean, every time that I've had beer um, out of there... Yeah. Because uh, I think they have a similar um, brewing con- philosophy, which is I-, I find I've never had a beer from them that's unapproachable. You know, like they're they're j- very consistent too. Like you can tell it's a like Samuel, Samuel Smith, yeah, right? Samuel Smith beer. Yeah, that's a good point because I know you you show like every time you came over. Actually, like I felt like you always had Samuel Smith on deck. Yeah, I think you were a big fan of. Was it the pale or the IPA? No, so the pale was the, was the inspiration for was this the inspiration one. for this yeah. beer. Uh, but uh, I also had their India Ale. I bought like the LCBO again because I do all so I do these LCBO tastings. Yeah, and Samuel uh, Samuel Smith had a taster pack. Um, I love. They always have in, the four packs in, around Christmas in, around time. Christmas time. Yeah. I probably and I don't know, these are obviously these aren't the same. <laughs> I have a bunch of them upstairs because I would pick up pretty much a taster pack everywhere that I and you get go. The, so you must have a million glasses because it usually comes with glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I look. I, I support Ontario craft like all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. That, you, the Samuels, okay. the Samuels you're, you're allowed these, to like yeah, beers yeah, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. from Ontario. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's fine. Well, can we cheers? Yeah, we can. Cheers, Yes, we can. Cheers, y'all. Mm. Yeah, I really like it. I don't get that apple. Does it come out more when it, as it warms up? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Beauty. We'll get. I'm kind of getting that when you said fruit punch. I'm like, okay, I feel it now. There's like kind of a blend of uh, fruity flavors in there in the finish. Because I feel like Revival's really fruity. Revival's like the fruitiest culture I've ever had. 
and I'm a huge fan of sweetness and fruit and beer, period, even if it's not actually from that, like if it's from the yeast and stuff. So this is just super approachable. I was saying to you earlier, I'm not, no, I, I used to love red ales. The reason I think this is super good for the brand is red ale, when we first did the 365 days of beer, red ales was the, were the, like least was the, fir- the most boring. No, no, it is to me now. Yeah. But before, it was the first non-lager oh, style okay. that I really liked. That I was like, I don't know if you remember, it was almost like, yo, like, uh, like, let me get there. Because it was, it was Something. saltier than, right. it was more interesting than a lager or a culture or pills or whatever, whatever. But it wasn't offensive to my new palate, which is why this is very much on brand. It eased you into, right, very, lo- very lost craft. Yeah, so, and I yeah. can't remember what I liked after. I think I went to like, like um, something strange. I think I really liked uh, dark ales or dark, uh, black IPAs or something for a bit. And no, brown ales for a bit. Like cream just, ales, you loved your cream ales. Yeah, cream ales, yeah, yeah, a bunch of cream ales. But the point was that this is, this is very much a, uh, it makes sense. Based on my own personal like journey through craft, like it was, it's, it's helpful. Because once people are like, you're getting them off, uh, you know, off cores and off bud and whatever, whatever from revival. The crimson can now allow them to sort of slightly expand their palate without having to be crazy. Well, like you said, after this, you're craving this, right? This is the next step. This is uh... yeah. So it's really solid. How is how's the reception been? Like it's only like today is the fe- February the 11th we're recording this, and it only dropped in LCBO's February 1st ish. Around that, yeah. Around that, and it came out maybe mid January. Yeah, not much. It was only canned early January, just after we left. I remember. Exactly. So how's it been? How's the response been? Yeah, it's been really, I mean, pretty, really, really good. You know, we've been slowly, you know, there's a production issue. You have to slowly, you know, roll, roll it out. Of course. Here's obviously not in 400, st- you know, locations yet. No. Uh, but it will be, hopefully. Um, and, uh, and yeah, no, I mean, the, just the, the reception is actually exactly how you described it, which is we do tastings now with all of our beers, right? Okay. And uh, people that drink Revival, they're like, well, you know, this is our go-to. You know, we've had it for, for such a long time. And then they try the Crimson, like, we get it. And that's the thing that I'm so happy about with Crimson is that most people that try it, they immediately, like, I've heard that so many times now. It's so funny. Like, we get this. This makes sense for what you're trying to do yeah. because you go from a super approachable Lagerdale to a um, easy drinking red ale. It's darker. It's a pure ale. Um, there's, you know, for some people, there's, you know, th- there's a, you know, there's fear of darker beers and there's fear of pure ales. Mm-hmm. And because I think you know, people know what we're about now, or a lot of people know about it, um, they're willing to try it. And when they're trying, they're like, oh, this is, this is, not, what I, you know, this is not what I was afraid of. Right. And again, this goes back to our objective here is to get consumers into craft. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it's to expand our market, which is what I think everyone That's should be it. trying to do. And, and not only, everyone should be trying to do that, Yes and no. I do understand that some craft breweries make stuff just for the like the heavy beer nerds, but someone's gonna get be that 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 bridge that's gonna you know carry it across. I can't remember what if it was anything specific for us when we were doing it because this was two thousand eleven when we were trying did the three sixty five days of beer and we were trying a lot of the the craft beers and I remember one beer just sorry that specifically no, stood out. Um, do you remember the first time we had uh, Saint Ambroise Oatmeal Stout? At um, that beer, the beer station, beer station yes. yeah, and I was like, we both yeah. lost our mind. We're like, oh my god, this is unbelievable, and it's it's. I we use it for pool park now because I can yeah. get it in my building and get yeah. it. Yeah, but for, for people it, but... who was who were just getting into the craft beer scene and to have something like that, 
and we were starting to appreciate fuller flavored beers and different styles of beer other than basic lagers and, right. and stuff like that. And that's, I was like, wow, that kind of blew my mind. But again, it was a, it was a stepping stone to where we are now. And now we just like, like everything. Everything. <laughs> right. Either that or this actually got almost like the Mill Street Tank House or something. Yes. Which was kind of like yeah. still super approachable but a little darker than uh, still. I still really like Mill Street Tank House. I don't no, know. it's a great it's, beer. It's a, it's, a, it's a fab But it, it, it has that, um, it serves that purpose. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I want to be clear. Like, the idea is, you know, with us, is it's longevity. The idea is not that it's, this is what you get into craft and then you just try some crazy stuff. I think there's a big... That's a good point. You know, there's a big audience that want to support Ontario craft beer or just craft beer in general, but they just are, their palates, as is my palate personally, I mean, and everyone has their own, Yeah, of course. Um, is, uh, is just not, not into something that's super aggressive. Um, and that's just, it just, it's a, to each his own, right? Of course. Um, but I think that the objective here is really just to get, to make craft beer an approachable topic, that it's not just exclusive to a certain small demographic, that it can um, it can touch and it can appeal to a much bigger audience than than a niche. I mean, that's yeah. the. I mean, ultimately, I continue to say, always, craft beer should not be a niche market. No, um, absolutely. Everyone, it to me, like the pillars of craft beer, which is like community involvement, um, fresh beer. I mean, that's a huge thing. The reason why you drink craft is not because it's like so bizarre or different. The reason you're in craft is because it's brewed in your backyard and it's super fresh. The reason why we can, like craft beer can, should always be able to beat some import from far away in the world, unless they're brewing it here locally and it's super fresh, is that you're getting the beer out of a tank, you know, within a month, probably. And, and it tastes so much different. Like that, that absolutely amount of time completely changes the whole um, flavor and consistency of the beer. Yeah. I find I've had a beer. I went to one of my, I think it was my 25th birthday. I went to the Steam Whistle Brewery. And uh, we had a friend there and they gave us like the, the whole tour and a little special after tour as well. So I had a beer that was literally like handpicked right off the line. And I don't know, maybe it was just because it's the Pilsner style, but it tasted unbelievable. And I like Steam Whistle, but this was just above and beyond anything you could even imagine just because it was so fresh. Right. And even the one that was like a week old didn't even compare but like it was still great but just that that the freshness is so key yeah and and the the faster you can get it to the consumer especially with a something perishable as beer is mm. the faster and fresher the better it is and and if you're doing it in the city where you're you know you're drinking it in the city where you produce it and you're drinking it fresh it's going to taste way better than if it's shipped over time and sat on the shelf for a while and changing temperatures that's in the, right yeah it really does affect the beer yeah yeah no that's really true i found heineken you know if you go to um the heineken brewery right um that's where i really felt like the huge difference because i was used to drinking heineken here right and that's you know it's i'm not sure i you know i never check dates on the beer right but you, you taste it and you get like a feeling for what you think a heineken is and then you go to the brewery and you try it and it tastes, I don't say it tastes totally different, but there's such a unique character to it. And you're like, wow, this isn't, you know. They say that with Guinness too. Guinness in, in Ireland Absolutely. is just a completely different really? experience. Do they brew, I know a lot of the time, something like Heineken is brewed here. Like they have the permission or whatever to do I'm it sure if, locally. Yeah. Guinness, so I know with Guinness specifically, um, it is brewed here as well. Okay. But I, I worked at a pub actually just down the street where they actually imported their kegs from Ireland because they wanted that uh, yeah it was an Irish, Irish pub, pub so yeah, it yeah. made sense but it, the Guinness was really good there so interesting yeah 
It is fascinating how that works. And I think that's the beauty of craft beer. You're right. People want that fresh local experience. Um, so speaking of that, one of the things that we sort of wanted to sort of discuss was like at, at the point that you're growing, clearly there's more than just the two beers here. Um, currently you are still, you are contract brewing, which has uh, over the last year has become, it's an interesting, uh, how I was trying to try and be politically correct here. It's an interesting debate. Topic of discussion. Yeah. With, with wildly varying opinions. And we bring it up, look, in all fairness, if you Almost remember, every... <laughs> yeah, if you listen to the, to the... We bring it up pretty much every podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in, uh, yeah, some other videos. I just feel like I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it because I find that it's just like... People have some very interesting uh, opinions about it. And being someone who has established a brand, um, done extremely well contract brewing, grown to a second beer, and then we will talk about the third... Um, do you have any thoughts or do you want to speak to that? Because I don't, we didn't talk about this the last time because I didn't even know it was a thing. And it was a few months after We were learning. That. Yeah, yeah a few kind months of became, after that, yeah. some stuff happened and, and we were reading some things that people were saying on social media and on different blogs and stuff. And apparently it's a thing. And uh, as in like, and, and it seems to be specifically this province that has a... Uh, a vocal resistance to it it's yeah they, in Quebec it's not the same no I mean there, there are people who aren't into it but like as far as the vibe people are like mm-hmm. whatever it's be good yep like, fine perfect get it drink in. it get you it, have get to it drop, in, yeah. like get it in your face <laughs> you don't have to drop two three four milli on a on, on a brewery like actual brewery to validate yourself with good beer so I don't know from someone who actually put his money up and made this happen um, I don't know, I'd just love to hear from your perspective and on the record from what you, what you have to say for something like this. Yeah, so... I, <laughs> where do we start? That look, where take your time. Everyone settle in, crack a new beer, let's get this um, done. But real talk, though. No, seriously. Real talk. No, no, no. So I think that you can approach this topic um, from, a, from a variety of angles. I think the most... I think that, so. Let, let's go through. Let's go. I, I would say like, let's go through the arguments. Okay, please. As to That's why a, people for and against. Um, or? Yeah, like let's let's go into into what the criticisms are. Perfect. Right of contract brewing, and I will say contract brewing is phenomenal. It's great. Okay. Right? That's my position. Right. Um, but uh, I will say that uh, so the, a big argument for contract brewing is that these people aren't committed, right? Um, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people that I know, including myself who got into this business, took major risks to do it, mm-hmm. spent a lot of money to do it, um, wasn't easy. It's a true grind. People that know, the industry know, like contract brewing margins are very thin. Um, it's, a, it's a labor of love, right? Most of the people, the reason why you contract brew is not because you're just in it to make a quick buck. You're in it because you don't have enough money to build a brewery, but you want to test the market. Right. Right. You need to, un- you, before, before you can just like start, unless, again, unless you have so much disposable income that you can just throw money at any which project that you want, um, you know, you, you don't have that luxury. Right. Right. So first and foremost, the, 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 the concept of they're not committed is, is ridiculous. It's, it's not a, it's just not a valid argument um, nine times out of 10. And you can't, like, it's very insulting to me for, for anybody to have that attitude because I know the people that are in the industry. I know a bunch of contract brewers. They're really hardworking people. Uh, they're just, you know, they're not as fortunate um, to, to, to have a lot of access to capital. 
um, and they're doing the prudent thing, right? It's the absolutely the smart thing to do, which is let's start doing this and build sales volume so that we can justify, you know, building a space and like credibly talk to investors and say, we can do this because we have this amount of sales and we'll immediately, you know, get in there. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, second, you know, issue with contract brewing is, uh, you know, quality, right? Or, or oh, you know, I've heard, yeah, oh, I've, like, I've heard a whole bunch of things. quality, consistency, you know, like what, issues with the beer itself. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, and again, total fallacy and I'll tell you why. So, and this goes back to my original argument, which is why, why, why is craft beer not it, why is craft beer still 5% of Ontario's craft beer market? Let's call it, let's call it, that's a rough number. Five, eh? Ish. Ish, right? Okay. Um, re- the reason why people say that they don't drink craft beer is not because they say, it's the quality of contract beer that I tried that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that gets me away from craft beer. I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever say that. Yeah. I'd say like 99.9% of people wouldn't even know or understand. No. No, the concept exactly. of contract brewing. Exactly. So 99.9% of the time, the reason why people say they don't like craft beer is because it's unapproachable. Right. Um, and Or just, I think people think have this ridiculous idea that it's pretentious. Yeah, so I mean... That's why I get all the, the time. people that are analyzing... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's just like the people that are analyzing contract brewers for consistency or quality are... It's, it's you know, it's nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking. It's like, guess what? You know, macro brewers, you know, not I say macro brewers, but, you know, bricks and mortar facilities will have variations of products. I'm not going to speak on specific breweries, but everybody knows it exists. I mean, um, inherently in craft, craft is small batch beer. Yeah. It's not super mechanical. There's humans involved. I mean, it just, it just happens. It's just the way that that's, that's kind of almost like arguably the beauty of craft. Right. Sometimes, Absolutely. I mean, as long as the beer is not bad when you're drinking it and you just don't like it, mm-hmm. right? If but, there's slight variations on the same product, are we really going to care about it and cause we, a fuss? Yeah. Well, I guess some people will, but... Some people will. I mean, yeah. and, that, and that's fine, but I'm just saying to the point of saying this is bad because it doesn't taste exactly the same. Like, don't get me wrong. As, a, as, as an owner of a company that makes beer, I want the beer to be consistent every single time we make it. That's the goal, I mean, essentially, right? Absolutely yeah, the goal, yeah. right? So yeah. I don't want to make it sound like we're, we don't care about consistency. We Absolutely. That's my fundamental. When I talk to Jamie about every batch of beer that we make, it, we're, we're talking about I want to make sure that, that beer is consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely my focus. Um, but that has nothing... I would have that focus whether I have a bricks and mortar facility or I'm a contract brewer. I don't, yeah, I don't see how that you know, would change. You know, are they saying that some some contract brewers just don't care, or it's not possible? Like, what's what's the argument? No, I mean, this, it's it's a terrible argument. There is no there. Exactly is the point is that there really isn't an argument. You're using essentially the same equipment. It's just not owned by you, and you don't own the building. You're yeah. just using someone else's equipment. It's the same equipment every time. I'd assume if you're contracting brewing out of a, a certain location you're going to use the same location over and over again um, well on that side note i heard recently about a thing called a gypsy brewer you know that? oh who just jumps around so it's like they say contract brewing is when someone and correct me if i'm wrong since you're and you would know better is say someone like jamie comes up with a recipe and then maybe would brew a batch and then you'd be like okay other brewery here's the recipe here's the ingredients do do it up a gypsy brewer is Jamie going, I'm going to brew here today. I'm going to go over here and then McKellar. brew here next time. McKellar is a gypsy brewer. McKellar. He jumps around from... Yeah. yeah. Omnipolo is like this famous one. I don't know if you guys Oh, yeah, know. in uh, Sweden. That's yeah. the ones who made the uh, yellow belly, the racist beer. 
I read about that the other uh, MLK I day. About that. They have a uh, long side note. They have a beer. I forgot what style it is, and they got like it's wrapped in white paper yeah. with two eyes on it. Oh, like a KKK, KKK thing, and it, but That's it says terrible. yellow belly. So the idea it's saying that they're pussies, oh, they're, uh, but okay. it's very confusing marketing coming right. from. He's an Ethiopian dude in Sweden trying to speak on American racial politics. Wow! So there's this like huge Reddit thread on it. Yeah, people were like, "Yo, beer packaging? That's weird." Yeah, it was pretty hectic. So okay. anyway, sorry. Side note. Yes. So the yeah. Gypsy Brewing versus Contract Brewing is two different type of things. We're specifically talking about contract I guess right now because it's probably the more interchangeable I think people use it interchangeably but it's uh, again so let's talk about stupid arguments please no no you know what break it down again let me let me go back to so I build a brewery right I have lots of money to do that I hire a brewmaster the brewmaster makes a recipe and then we we produce that beer and sell that beer under a brand that's that's, that's, yes, that, that's, the, that's that's what the flow happens. of what happens. Right? Yes. Right. So now let's talk about how a contract brewer would do it. Contract brewer meets a brew meets meets a like a, a brewmaster brew or a brewmaster, brew sure. whatever you want to call it. Um, can, you know, develops a recipe with that. The brewmaster develops a recipe, but it's like you're you're not just saying brew any beer. You're giving him direction. You're asking like this is the kind of the profile we want. Um, that brew, that brewmaster kind of develops it, and then you market the product. It's no different. I mean, it's in, it's it's in. There's no rational argument that says that there's any difference to that process. The only difference is the only difference is the contract brewer doesn't have the money to build the facility. Right. That's it. But they're, 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 they're not they're not they're not owning the facility, but it's exactly the same. Right. The other thing that's come up, I've heard a few times, is. For some reason, a lot of people expect there to be this kind of Cinderella story with craft beer. Like there has to be – people want a story behind the beer. Like it has to be uh, kind of almost like a rags to riches thing where it's like, well, what's your story, bro? Where like you didn't – you mean you didn't start in the gutters and, and, you know, like do you feel like that is connected to craft? Does it have to be that or – no, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I think that... Like why, why does, my question is, why does there have to be, like, a story behind a beer? We Can it not just be too. a good beer and you know, leave I, it at that? No, I think, I think people want to connect to the... You know, I think people want to connect to... You know, we're living in a very different world, whereas, you know, I think the, the, the overall marketing for all products now is moving more localized. So yes. have you seen, like, for example... Um, have you seen like the newer ads or social media kind of content that people are coming up with, which is like using local chefs that people like well-known like personalities in a localized area that they're not like, they're not Gordon Ramsay, but they're a well-known personality in, in an area and then developing content towards that. It's, it's just totally, a, the idea is you're trying to, I think, connect locally you know to that makes sense to, yeah to, to, to people so i mean i i think with craft beer the idea is 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 more about making that connection i mean and this is where i think maybe ontario i mean some brewers do it you know fantastically well i think other brewers have a different approach to how they how they do things but like when i travel and this is part of what we do is that we extensively travel around meeting other breweries talking to other brewers and uh, around the world not just in Canada, just, you know, all over the place, is that, you know, we get a, a different perspective, you know? So in London, for example, I, I visited meantime and I'm talking to the guys there and they're just like, 
you know, beer, their whole approach is so social. It's like beer is a social thing. Ultimately, when you're drinking a beer, it's with a buddy, it's with, it's with a, a friend, it's with a coworker, mm-hmm. and you're relaxing. And the idea is there's, there's such a focus on make sure that the social element is there. Hence, and I believe that. I mean, I, you know, hence why, you know, when, when, when we're talking about what we do, it's not just, I'm tell, I, I will put our beer head to head against any beer in the world. You know, I'm very confident about that. But I will say that, you know, outside of just the beer, it's more than that, right? Any, any, any company, if they're just focused on saying, you know, our liquid is great, liquid is in the eye of the beholder. It's just like beauty, right? At the end of the day, some people will think your beer is great, some people won't. It's but preference, what, it's subjective, it's, 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 also, right? it's, yeah. it's totally subjective. But what people will always say is like, it's hard to d- dispute, oh, that person's actually doing something that's really good that's impacting a lot of people. You can't dispute that. You can't dispute being a, you know, a, po- a positive role model, a positive company doing good, you know, good in your, in your area. You can't dispute that. So that's inherent to craft is, is, is doing just making craft, your whole craft, being involved in the community, uh, making good beer in small batches and selling it to your local community. That's kind of what craft is, isn't it? initially how it kicked off and I guess as as like this whole farm to table kind That's of vibe say, farm to table, about, which yeah. I love I love, I'm a huge fan of it's that. amazing we, yeah know, it's huge in Quebec as well Vermont and stuff like it's you know and it's really picking up here that it's you know I think that's why the neighborhood brew pubs are really popping where it's sort of like we were talking about that earlier like certain ones where you can't buy their products anywhere else but you have to go to that so I mean like yeah there's definitely a focus on that because you know some people I feel like a lot of it and it just really kind of pisses me off like a lot of it gets written off as hipster pretentiousness when like why is it not cool for me to want to eat and you know drink and support the farmers and brewers and winemakers and whatever like oh why, why is it not cool to support them why why am I pretentious to one maybe there are some people who are pretentious about it but like that just drives me nuts when people like it is cool that's why you're so cool darn cool <laughs> my mom was telling me that she was like crying yeah you're you, really cool you're really cool in that isn't cool it? cool it's racist bro I know sorry it's okay racism I just like the way you talk it's funny that's what everybody says so Yo, so let's bring the energy up yeah. guys I know sorry it's been asleep sorry it's Late and stuff. Been late, it's been a yeah, long day, but we, it's okay. Yeah. We vibe. We still got another beer to go. Having delicious beers. So, um, okay. So that was another criticism there. What were some of the? Oh, I got a couple more I can think of. Yeah. So I mean, so we we talked about you know I guess commitment, quality. Yep. Um, I've people. I've seen people say that they think it's just like you know, people people who get into contract brewing do it because they feel like it's just a brand it's just a market they don't care about the beer they've just gone and just like cool whatever put something together that the kids will drink are there people that you think have done that not to name names but you think that there are people that because obviously we're calling people out not we people are calling other people out there must be someone out there doing (laughs) said said injustice apparently there there probably is allegedly allegedly allegedly, speaking on a legal basis absolutely um you know, I would just say it's not us, and uh, I think painting everyone with the same brush is completely not reasonable Agreed. and not not in the spirit of what it is to be Canadian. Agreed or craft, craft, yeah. craft yeah. yeah, you know exactly. Um, no, go go. So I know I just mean you know I I think that 
in any industry, you have people that go get you know get into something, and there's good people and bad people. I think we talked about this kind of a little yeah. bit the last time we had the yeah. thing, you know. But painting everyone with the same brush is not appropriate, and I think that the big thing I think you I, as you guys touch on, you guys you know you know see coming from you know Montreal and Quebec. And I, I, I see it everywhere else too. I mean, across the U.S., across. Uh, I mean, you obviously have different personalities, yeah. but the, the just the level of, in let's call it, you know, in some cases, people that are quote unquote leaders in craft beer in Ontario, is very disappointing to me. I mean, it's just it's not, it's it's not good for the industry. Mm-hmm. It's not good for camaraderie. It's not there. There's no benefit that anybody's getting, um, you know, for bashing. You know other beer companies, whether they're contract or bricks and mortar. Well, Craig and I always said, you know, meeting new people in the craft industry, it was such a inclusive industry. Everyone was so supportive and bringing us up and very willing to talk to us. And it's not only it's not until recently we've really seen um, but the other side of that. The other side, I guess. So we maybe, maybe it was always there. I don't know. Or it, is this a good thing? I think, we I think we maybe a little naive, naive at the time, but we because were just so like, all these beer people are awesome. Yeah, yeah, and maybe because we we're new to it, but oh, we just we we hadn't seen the industry because all of a sudden we're putting our faces out there because we're being beer media, whatever you want to call it, and then you you become you meet a lot more people if you're just a drinker you're not going to go meet the people we get to meet we're like blessed to meet a lot of these humans and 99.9% of them are phenomenal oh amazing um, it's just like we came across some some attitudes I was just surprised to just to know that they even existed which is kind of why I want to talk about it because it kind of all came about sort of some stuff with us and some stuff I'd seen with contract in general and just some stuff people were saying is is I think people had a misconception of Lost Craft because one thing that we always talk about, where there's almost just as many episodes, is uh, marketing of beer in Ontario specifically. In 2011, when we started the, the blog stuff, um, most beer marketing in Ontario was whack. The beers weren't even really that good. It was kind of bland English style, everything. There was some good stuff, but overall, it's not. And there were certain breweries we always give props to. Yeah. Well, stuck with, but we give props to because they switched up their recipes and now they're dope. Their branding is super dope. And I've seen, like, I'll be real, I've seen people criticize Lost Craft because they thought they were some sort of marketing thing and not taking it serious. And this, to me, is, like, absolute proof that this is... And it's never been. You've said this. I mean, I don't know if we ever said it publicly. I know you said it to me multiple times. Like, Like, these people aren't... They're completely off the mark. I'm not here just to mess around like I love beer this is what I'm here for I want to build something really really serious here and it's not just about one beer and try and sell a pretty can Mm. to people it's a lot more than that and I think people have now I don't know I feel like they got marketing twisted they they take good marketing for something that it's not. And they go, oh no, well their marketing's good so it must be just a lifestyle brand. Like and to me that was just that's I like I don't own a brewery and I'm offended by it because like this is this is passion for us. This is a lot of work to do this beer stuff and um, we wouldn't do it if we weren't passionate. You got money on the line. That's a whole other different level. Yeah, life's So I can only imagine how that would feel with people going in and, and, and saying this nonsense. So that's why I really wanted this to be like a 
real talk. I'm not, you know, no negativity here, but just addressing some stuff that has come up in in the last six to nine months, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'd say like the, you know, not to again, not to paint a broad brush, you know, but that's Absolutely a bit of a not. that's a bit of a trolling type attitude, I think, generally speaking. Um, you know, in 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 the sense that, um, you know, if someone's calling us a marketing company, that's great. I mean, I will say like the beer business. Uh, you know, let's let's go back to like a just a just a. Business one on one. Let's call it about here. <laughs> you know, no offense to someone that just doesn't understand. Sure. This. Yeah. But I will say that there's three kind of primary components to making beer, uh, or like getting into this industry, right? There's making the beer, there's selling the beer, and then there's operational, so distribution of the beer. Sure. Um, all three of those businesses are very different businesses, right? Um, creating great beer is creating great beer, and if you're making great beer, it will move. But if nobody knows who you are. The, it's irrelevant. Absolutely. You know, your beer is great, but no one's going to ever hear of you. And then, you know, distribution is logistics. Um, it's like storage. It's, uh, dr- you know, uh, delivery. It's, it, it's a totally, again, different business to brewing the beer, different mm-hmm. business to um, like selling, selling the beer. The beer. Yeah. Um, they're just completely different, you know, animals. Um, it's I, like that. The reason why I find that argument so, you know, asinine is that why would because you're is the solution there to make the 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 marketing worse is that what you want to do <laughs> you want to make the beer Be more like, craft yeah bro, like, like make your make our, yeah, make your look, can look more black. ugly yeah you know have a stupider name well, like what like what is you know what is the what is the what is the, like, what is the objective in that argument like overly marketed like what does that even mean you know it's Ultimately, when we market, all we're doing is trying to say, hey, we're here, try us out. If you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't. Nobody's forcing you to drink a product, right? So all of this like overly marketed, just the, the sentiment to me is ill-found. I think what that really just implies is people getting angry at the fact that more people like the product. Right. And they're like, well, they shouldn't because it's too marketed. Craft beer is not a market like is on a marketer problem and I hear this all the time you know from people and again the object I go back to what my what I keep saying the objective is the objective is to grow craft from a niche to mainstream mm-hmm. right we want everyone to succeed and to do that you need to educate consumers about the benefits of craft beer because still even though you could say like craft beer is growing it's still a tiny fragment. It's not even ten percent in you know in Ontario right. of of the market. Right. It's actually surprising to me. I don't know the exact facts, but that's. I think it's about ten in the states. In the states, yeah. It is. yeah that's probably why. I thought it'd well. be higher. Than in my that. head, that's why I keep thinking in Canada right. it's the same. Five percent. That's OCB, a small OCB, portion. OCB, I think man. released something very you know very. I mean, we're talking Ontario. I mean, overall, I mean, this, there's yeah. all kinds of different statistic data course, that you can yeah, take. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's not fifty. Right. You know, yes. It's not significant. Even but if it's twenty, you know. Oh, they're, they're mad they're scared. Mad. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the big guys are, are getting. Well, that's why they're they're branding themselves as craft and they're buying up they're little buying craft. Up the craft brewers. Right. Of yeah. course. Has a whole other conversation. Oh but, God. Um, but I guess my point is, if you wanna, if the object, if your objective is just to make obscure beers that appeal to a very small demographic of the population, that. Um, and you don't want to, you just want to do that and not like tell anybody about it. Great. Good on you. And that's your prerogative. If, if that's, you know, the objective. And if you're a consumer that likes that approach, that's totally fine. And I'm not saying that that's a bad approach at all. I mean, that's just, that's your personal opinion. We're not, 
because we, you know, put our product out there and do festivals and do shows and, you know, post stuff on Instagram, that doesn't make us less crafty. We're just, right. we're just saying, hey, this is us. If you like us, try our product. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no more offensive than that. Yeah. In, in being someone that's in the social media world, um, one thing I have noticed is breweries just don't want to market themselves. They don't take social media serious at all and I'm a social media nerd so I kind of like I'm like and I'm a beer nerd and I want to see more so much opportunity there isn't there and uh, there's so much man breweries if you're listening like I told a brewery the other day who actually called up my company to talk about it and I was like like dude like it's this as a beer nerd like you don't have to do much to impress me which is pretty sad on social media like there's a few breweries that every time we post we post really regularly on BAOS and if you if you just respond to Holler us, back. you interact yep. very briefly. Like cheers, beer emoji. It's all like I remember. I can it's name. Huge. Them. I can Absolutely. name all the ones who do that regularly. There's a couple of breweries I'm damn near mad at. I wish their beers weren't good because I don't want to drink them because they don't <laughs> interact because they're not taking it seriously and it pisses me off because I feel like like I'm kind of coming from a similar perspective. I'm a beer fan, but I'm also in in the marketing business world and I want this stuff to succeed because. The more money that goes into the industry, the more, you know, new new breweries spout up, the more money floods in for other one, you know, the existing guys to kind of grow, the more people we get to speak to, the more new beers we get to drink, yeah, most importantly as beer fans. And that's what y'all watching and listening, that's what you care about is the new and cool and different and fun beers that you get to drink. And it all starts from the damn marketing because we have to convert these Budweiser and stuff drinkers yeah. to be drinking this stuff, which is... That's something that you're trying to do, essentially. And it's a valiant uh, mission because I think it's one that gets overlooked, being that... Well, it's the hardest mission. It's absolutely it's that. I, so just to be, you know, I, don't know, I want that to be kind of pretty evident in, like, in the discussion, which is I don't want to compete towards the, you know, 10% black IPA. That's none of these, none of the beers that are in front Never of you. Never had a 10% black IPA, by the way. It but if exist. you had one, mm. <laughs> you know, that's just, no, yeah, that, yeah. that's not what we're competing against, you know? And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say, you know, people can argue it to the blue face. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I may not drink a macro product. I'm not saying they're bad products necessarily. They're just, I think that you can make them better. Yeah, um, you I know, I, so all I'm saying is that when it comes to what we're trying to do, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to expand the beer market yeah. theoretically, but really we're trying to expand craft. And yes. the way that you the eat the the first the called the what is it the lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. is getting the macro drinker into it, mm. right? Then it's like telling everyone else like, oh, you don't, you're not really that into beer because you think it kind of tastes, tastes bland. Well, try these super fresh, interesting products made locally. You know, involved in the community. There's all these like great elements to the story. People, I think when you said people love the story, it's it's not about necessarily like some, I don't think that it has to be, you know, guy was, you know, homeless and then became a brewer. That's what I'm saying. You know? like, yeah. and I, but I get exactly yeah, what yeah, you yeah. mean. That's, an, that's a crazy example. Right, but right, I just right. mean in general, I know what you're saying. It's like yeah. you want some sort of fantastic, crazy story. It's, it's To me, it's more that you just need something that's better than 
one of these big companies throwing up Super Bowl ads. Sure. Um, although, shout out to Budweiser because I really like that one ad that they the did. The Super Bowl. Yeah. It's fantastic. I didn't even see it, but um, I watched it just because I went the to Anheuser, see it. The yeah. Anheuser. Is it Anheuser? They always do uh, good. The Anheuser Bush ones do good, yeah. Well, it was, no, it was the, the, whatever, the Bush guy, the Anheuser guy. I think it was the Anheuser guy oh, came from and it showed his journey. The German shit. guy, right? Yeah. The immigrant? German, like, yeah. yeah. I know the racist Trump supporters are all like, uh, boycott Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boycott Budweiser, but please that. That's a whole other thing. I kind of want to do the reverse. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's Boy, funny. Boy, come by, drink this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but, but I just, you know, I just mean like in general, that mass marketing approach, I think, is what all the brands, forget about be- just beer, everyone is doing that. I saw on Facebook the other day, like cereal. There's a, I saw like a funny ad with a local chef here in Toronto for like Lucky Charms. Making like some sort so of so they're beer. taking that approach. That's crazy. Yeah. They're taking that approach. So I'm thinking that's serious. That's Lucky that's, Charms. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's you know what as I mean? macro <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> shout out to Lucky Charms. Yeah, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> really? Shout out to cereal. That's, I mean, I guess it's not even that surprising that they've moved on to to like something like that. It's it would only make sense, right? Everyone's money kind of on the bad so, mic, yeah. right? And I, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's what they're trying to appeal to that local things. So they've probably gone and done that in every market. I mean, that's genius, but I don't know if that should be like frowned upon. Like, it's, 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 yeah, I'm not trying to say that it's the right. I'm, I all I'm saying in general is that that's where um, marketing seems to be going is is far more localized. So even like how I would look at how we how we would expand, you know, is. We're always, obviously, always going to be Toronto based. Always going to be Ontario based. I mean, yeah. that's that's home for us. But you know, we would like to spread, you know, to new, to new to regions, regions, right? Yes. Like across the country. If and, I mean, their laws weren't so uh, rigid. Insane. Rigid is a good word. Um, no, I just mean that you know, ultimately, but I feel it's like you can still connect yeah. to you know, connect to new, to new markets in the same way. Hundred percent, I agree. So speaking of Yo. new markets, so why, Sean? So we... so why so serious? Or is it serious? So this is a, a beer here, which is a from Sextant Craft Brewery called Why So Serious. It's an American style pale ale. It's four point eight percent. Why are we drinking it? Because this isn't Lost Craft, or is it? So yes. you made an announcement not that long ago. By the time people hear this. It'll, It'll be, be yeah. uh, possibly in the LCP. No, the, the LCBO. I, when this comes yes. out, I plan we planned this, so this comes out right as it uh, hits LCBOs. So you actually did something that no, apparently, hasn't been done before. So we hear um, <laughs> from supposed experts. From supposed experts, like that's yeah. a whole other story. Once again, we're trying to keep it uh, positive. We don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> The trolls are heavy in Yo. the beer world. Yeah, I'm gonna just real quick. I'm gonna quick. The trolls are heavy in the beer world. I, every time I post on Reddit and I go and check to see if anyone had oh, commented, like my heart races because I'm like, oh, there's about to be a troll <laughs> on our stuff. Like they're un- they're relentless. Shout out to my new album coming out later this year. Um, shout out to the trolls. Shout out to trolls. You know what? No shout out to trolls. Yo, we haven't been swearing this episode, or I would start dropping some yeah. right now. But like, I'm not interested in these. Damn I love trolls. it. It's. it's- I think it's funny, but it just pisses me off. Like, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to deal with it. Anyways, so you did something that no one's done before. Can we, can we just, before we continue, can we just yeah. like... Drink the beer. Roll, yeah, let's roll oh, the beer. Okay. okay. Before we even tell people why we're drinking it, but okay. Is, Ooh, is, this like, a fre- is this a fresher one? Is this fresh, like right? Bro? I can tell you. Your thumb Freshness thumb. This was uh, December 13th. Okay, so relax, Greg. You know you're white, right? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> 
That's an inside joke. If you go to Reddit and look for uh, oh, some stuff so that we post. Good. This like this. This is very like fruity, fresh. caramely. This is so fresh, man. Was this canned today? This is the future of Lost Craft. I like this more than I liked it the first time. I thought you would say that because. Do you think I'm biased now? No, no. I mean, because I hadn't. I, I go. I, no, I think uh, so. I think there were the there was maybe some. I think there's some tinkering to the ref, recipe formulation. As of for this, oh, for this you did say that. This is definitely like I'm enjoying this thoroughly, as a nice easy drinking. But look, tell them why. Tell them why we're drinking it because we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Tell yeah. Why. So. I kind of did something that was kind of somewhat blasphemous, supposedly, in the craft world. Blasphemous. So we yeah. tell you, you know, I tell to, you what to uh, oh, pick up. You know, I, we acquired a, a small craft beer company, mm-hmm. also a contract brewer. So a contract so a, brewer yes. acquired a craft beer company, which is also a contract brewer. Wow. That's so like, that is like a double evil. That's, a, that's really terrible. In in our yeah. troll friends, uh, you're a terrible uh, person for doing that. Um, how did this come about? Why did you do it? Uh, what go on with this? As our Scarborough friends would say. <laughs> like, like me do that out. Um, so why we did it? Um, so Sextant was founded and started by, um, a friend of mine, um, Dave Wingfelder. And, uh, so Shout he actually Dave. worked with Jamie. Again, okay. similar story. Brewing out of Common Good? He was bringing, or he's, I guess... Now we continue to brew the spirit of Common Good, but yes, it was brewed as you know Common Good. Oh, and it's like toffee. This is like toffee, unless it's because I've had other beers in here. Sorry, it's like a great nose. Citrusy. Yeah, I mean, um, citrus. We'll get to the beer. I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. I think the beer, you know, has has some very interesting, you know, like a good this. great story to it. But I mean, so so how it started was, um, you know, um, Dave, who's the owner of Sexton at the time. Uh, was uh, looking to potentially make an exit and we were talking about I did I already worked with this company doing some of the distribution work where I was telling you like there's three pillars to let's call it the beer yep. business yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were already doing his distribution and uh, and then he came to me he was like well he's thinking about making an exit uh, temporarily or permanently and uh, we got to talking and then I'm just like you know what for a couple of reasons I felt like this would be a great fit for Lostcraft number one um we didn't. We obviously don't have an APA. Um, this beer is, as you know from now, drinking the other two of our beers is, is wildly different. Yeah, um, it's on the edge of I think getting. You know, it is obviously a little bit more bitter um, than our than our than, than the other two. Yes, um, but it's also like super drinkable. It's I think it's the most approachable APA in Ontario. You know, it, I mean, you know, that's I just might. It makes total sense. Like it's. Again, in the progression, in the in the step from one to the other to the other, this is the third step in the progression. It makes like to make complete it. sense. It makes sense, and that's uh, I think that's key for uh, for the brand. Even the person like you, a lot of these beers you're seeing, everyone's putting them out at five percent. Uh, these are just shy, right? What was it four point eight? Well, revival's four point eight as well. And this is four point seven. Four point seven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good. So you're uh, all you're you're in and around that same ABV on each beer. Um, yeah, really good. Like. Again, for someone who doesn't know or appreciate hops, this is a pretty good introduction to it, in my opinion. It's inoffensive. That the caramel toffee thing in this is just—I I really don't know if it's remnants of the other ones. Like, which it's it citrusy. Might be. I think a lot of people, you know, notice the citrus on it. Mm. But so you're actually you're saying like what happened? So yeah, basically, happened? Dave was looking to make an exit. He's a friend of mine, and I thought that'd be a good fit. 
Um, so, you know, rather than watching, you know, not, you know, rather than having some other solution is like carry on the name, you know, make something of it. So I, you know, not, it wasn't just a favor. I mean, there was a business transaction involved, but I, you know, I wanted to help him out and he wanted to help Lostcraft out and we thought there was a good fit. Um, hence why we did the deal. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, from a, from a product perspective, obviously, like, I, like I said, I thought that it was, a, I just think fundamentally it's a great beer. You know, at the end of the day, we would never, there, there's no justification to doing any deal unless you think that the beer is solid, right? Of if course, you're, right. If, if we're bringing a beer into our portfolio, we think it's great. And I think it's a, you know, again, I'll, I'm very confident in all of our beers. I'll put it head to head with anybody. Um, you know, and I think that it's a great example of a session style APA, which again is consistent with what we do. Totally. And what are you going to call it? Are you calling it, uh, cause it's called why so serious, why so which is like serious. the, uh, the, the, the or whatever. Yeah, the stars, whatever the, yeah. Is. yeah. So we're going to call it serious, okay. just serious, serious, serious beer, bro. So it is it's pretty serious. serious That's beer, a serious thing. That's uh, so you announced that very recently. Um, my, got some attention. We got some attention. <laughs> oh, I got some attention oh. again. Um, you're a controversial man. So, <laughs> someone specifically was talking about they they didn't enjoy they 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 sort of was saying that it felt like you were essentially purchasing a recipe which you could have just created with someone like Jamie. Um, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, that person's just not that intelligent. I'll just leave it at that. at the end of the day you know I we know why you know why we why we um, you know acquired um, Sexton and uh, it made sense for us because again it's very simple great beer fits in our portfolio Um, we'll obviously add our third new beer you know presumably to the LCBO we're in the process right now but that's good hopefully we'll Will, will happen down the road. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's a, it's, you know, it's between friends. I mean, it's a deal. This, like, we, I, it's funny because, like, the whole press release aspect of it, I kind of, like, didn't really want to do it. And, you know, I was talking to David, but I'm like, well, you know, we are kind of doing this and we kind of want people to know. But on the flip side of it, I didn't want it to become like, like this, like, this and, thing, right, right. you know, and it became, I, weighing the pros and cons now maybe i'd do it a little bit differently did it kind um, of fall into your lap or was it like you went out searching for something and it, it just happened to be the right fit no no totally the other way around yeah yeah it just happened like just it like it, timing yeah I mean, it's perfect timing yeah it wasn't perfect timing it was just timing it, it just again the, the discussion started happening and we're like well this could make sense you know Dude. it wasn't it wasn't something is like this is this sextant's only beer yes okay and he's uh, done with craft beer, like he's not continuing uh, yeah, for now. For now, his chips and seeing what's what else is out there. Yeah, I mean, for now, I mean, yeah. I think, but you never know, right? Yeah. Like people can always come back for sure. Right. Okay. Um, but for now, I think that's the that's the the idea anyway. So, okay. and I I don't see cool. like I don't really see what why anyone would be upset about it, right? I mean, ultimately, we're just we're just continuing to sell what I think is a great beer. Will Will the recipe be tweaked when you? Turn it into a lost craft beer, or will it stay no. exactly the same? This is the beer. Creamy, you're get in full-bodied, there. great, great nose, great aroma. I really like this, actually. I think the, the nose is insane. Like for especially mm-hmm. like it's, 
it's so soft on the palate, but the nose is big and floral and like you said, citrusy. It's it's cool, Sweet. man. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna like it very much is is on brand. Yeah. I always say like I love full body beer full full body beers and this beer, you know, to me hits that. Hits that, you know, characteristic anyway. Most so. definitely. Um, no, it was a very interesting uh, move. Was this something that you've uh, considered for a while? Like, how does this happen? Um, like, is it, you know, you just mentioned it and you're like, oh, okay. Like, you mentioned you want to get out and you're like, all right. Like, you want to, it's an interesting move being that, like, this, according to what some of the stuff we've read, this is a, a first, potentially. Whether it's a world first or a Canadian first or an Ontario first, like it's, not, it's something that's not a common move. So, is this something uh, like? Is there anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not to me. I think it's people, generally speaking. Um, and when I say people, I don't want to. You know, I think that let's be clear. We're talking about a minutia demographic yeah, that are like very the, opinionated about right. beer, right? right. That. It's in very, some in some cases have, you know, a position of marginal relevance. In other cases, don't. Right. Um, so, I just I just mean that, you know, I don't want to make it, it. It's definitely not the case that the average person cares. Right. You know, the average person with the average person in Ontario, in Canada, in the U.S., anywhere on the world wants is great beer. That's it. You know, and and they don't want you know. I, I presume. I mean, at least me personally, want to make sure that the company, you know, Who doesn't does, isn't Who like yeah, you know isn't like a like psychotic. You know, that is doing like really negative things, like polluting the you know, you know, like throwing you know gasoline into right. into a do lake. You know what ridiculous. I mean? Like something ridiculous, yeah. right? I mean, ultimately, you just want like good corporate citizen and making great beer and being positive in the community and employing people and like that's what more can you ask for? You know, and why? It just it it boggles my mind when it when it when people start getting very agitated about these things. It's just not it's not helping. I always say this. You know, ultimately, it's not helping the industry. It's not helping you. And what people need to be focused on is is building. It's counterintuitive. Why not bring the industry up as opposed to bringing people and brands down? I don't know. I thought craft was about doing that, but so did I. And we have a very strict rule, like. Someone, I think, I don't know if it was you might have been the person to ask me now, I think of it. Someone, I think you said to me, why don't you review any beers you don't like? Like, what are you? Oh, good point. And it was more like, well, one, I've kind of been there, done that when we were learning about craft. And I'm super picky about what I purchase. Um, but also, if I don't like it, I just won't talk about it. Because you know what? I know people like yourself who are who put a, like everything on the line for this and who the hell am I to go and like like shit on your dreams because you have a certain because I palette. have a subjective right. opinion exactly. about a damn beer that's what every any critic is all just that person like cool maybe they're a sister or maybe they're a beer judge and they know more than we do or whatever fine but like at the end of the day it's subjective as hell and I don't want to set you know another entrepreneur back because I'm some dude who has a little you know post some stuff Opinion on Instagram or whatever. And, yeah, and yeah. like I don't want to trash him on the. Po- I would never do that on the podcast. Oh. We we would never do that. And and I, I, that's probably I think part of the reason that this whole thing is why we've spent so much time talking about it because, it's, it's like you said it's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive. It's not helping the scene. And like you said, everything in our experience of beer has been so inclusive. And this is absolutely not that. And it seems to be a very uh, 
I, I wish I didn't say it, couldn't say it, but it's an Ontario thing. It just seems to be very much this province has. From a, our experience, it has been. So yeah, because Quebec doesn't seem. I've asked everybody the same sort of questions, and I just feel like it's sort of brushed aside for the most part. Like as in, like, this is. Why are you even talking? About no big this? deal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this isn't. Enough yeah, like issue. why you bring it up to me, and I feel like I'm almost stupid when I bring it up to Quebec people. They're like, "What are you and, talking?" Yeah, about? like, no, yeah. it's fine. Like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, no worries, move on. But you know, anyways, we don't want to dwell on. It. It's not negative stuff. No. I just feel like it needed an airing out because it was something that you've had to sort of you know counteract in the last uh, little bit. And us personally have sort of seen it a lot, and it's it's just weeded me out because it's not our experience in in general. So, yeah, I mean, I I just think that uh, the un- like obviously we're you know we are an active participant in the Ontario craft beer scene yep um and uh you know I don't I believe for them you know I'm an inherently positive person and I definitely believe that for the most part uh you know Ontario craft beer is a positive movement you know I think that there are you know a fair amount as we know like a small niche of those people that are highly opinionated and highly negative yeah and um they can continue to be um, you know, as as you know, like with our story, which is you know contract or so on and so forth, um, when when we talk to some of the you know respected beer people, like to the Jordan St. John or the Robin, and though, um, I guess shout outs to Jordan, yeah, shout outs shout outs to both of them, yeah. you know, like I mean, super supportive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they, you know, I don't, I don't say both, I want to, they're both together in the sense they they create the you know the the beer guy, the or whatever. Yep. but I just mean. Um, you know, they, you know, may not have known about us a lot at the beginning and they, they actually made the effort to get to know what we did and who we were, who we were and what we were about, um, and definitely, you know, understood it, you know, and, 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 and now I have a pretty, you know, pretty good, you know, good relationship with both of them. Well, let's be honest, Um, we're pretty, most people are pretty quick to judge a book by its cover and... We often have preconceived notions based on, I don't know, rumors we've heard, this, that, or the other, but it's it's nice to hear that someone actually did a little investigation and, and talked to you and face-to-face and kind of what's up, what's going on, this is what I'm doing, and uh, seem to now have a pre, uh, an appreciation for like you. Like so publicly, publicly defending, right. defending Lost Craft and bigging you up, which uh, I thought was cool after, because I believe, I think there was an article you wrote that wasn't so complimentary uh, initially. But that's a great example of someone who completely did the research, spoke to you, and then was like, you know what? I like this guy. I like what the company's doing. I like where it's going. And, and that's much respect to Jordan for that. Cause I think that's a, a very cool thing. That, but, uh, yeah, know. totally. I mean, I, but I don't want to make it sound like everyone that like everyone has to like us. I mean, you can like no, us no, or, you, no. or you don't have to. That's but, not what we're saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I just mean that I think that you're absolutely right in saying that the you, you, ultimately at the end of the day, People just have to, I think, you know, if you're going to have an opinion about certain things, I think it's reasonable to try to, like, get in touch with, you know, said brewery or whatever. Don't is, just right? start writing slander start, all over yeah, social starting, medias for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I think and, 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 I mean, and I think that, that. There's, there is a very fine line, you know, between um, criticism and uh, slander and, you know, situations where there's, you know, clearly... Um, Clearly, biases involved. You know, we've had, you know, we've had issues with, you know, supposed, um, you know, beer. Let's call them, quote unquote, beer writers who actually work for beer other for competitors who then who then have said not so nice things about lost, you know, about, about our company. Sure. Right. And to me, that's like an immediate. First of all, the publication should never 
publish something like that. No. Or or if they, and if they choose to, which is their prerogative, they should at least caveat in saying like, by the way, this individual works for a craft beer company, right? And it benefits them to you know say Speak say negative things about another, another, you know, right, another, exactly. another beer company. Those kind of dynamics should never. I mean, and it's it's ridiculous for me to even, you know, it, it's it's disappointing to me that that's that's exactly that's, that's you know that that's that's an element of craft beer in Ontario that I think needs to be eradicated. I agree. I couldn't agree more. It shocked me when I saw a lot of this stuff, and it was kind of like last summer. So it's all kind of. I feel like it's dissipated a lot. It was just like it came to a head last summer. I was just yeah, I was disappointed too. I didn't even know all this stuff existed. Because, like, I feel like we're kind of in our own little world to a degree. And then we discovered all this stuff and all these people, like, judging and not, you know. Like you said, I think it's, like, if you consider... I'm, we're not beer journalists. I don't really consider ourselves that. I'm, I'm not a beer writer. I haven't written a book. Nor am <laughs> that's I just true. Well. None of that uh, stuff. Okay. But, you know, we're just doing this little podcast and the videos and stuff and just sharing passion for beer and hopefully, like, doing it in a way that no one else is doing because I didn't find any beer media that I liked. So now that I'm exposed to more of this stuff and I guess they're exposed to us I've been seeing some things that people are saying and I was just like how are they like what what's the problem here like why I I, I don't know I just didn't expect there to be such what I don't know what negativity is the word or just the, that sort of sort of it seemed like like a mob mentality like all of a sudden one person's like they're a marketing company all of a sudden there's 35 people on Twitter <laughs> being like just shitting on everybody and like it, it's I don't know. It just seemed it blew me away. Like, well, like just, you're saying, luckily it's only a, a small percentage of the. And it's very the insular entire, network, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, it's fine. People are going to have their opinions, um, and they're and it's. I believe in free speech. Absolutely, and yeah. they're allowed so to they're say allowed what they want to say. say. Just you're also allowed to speak your mind, and we're allowed to speak our mind. And but if you're going to we're allowed to have differing opinions. But I, I like if you have a problem with me, if you have a problem with Holla. my product, yo, call me, text me. Social media me. There's so many ways to get in touch. It doesn't need to be, hey, world, I don't like this person. Hey, world, I don't like this product. Hey, world, no. Yeah, if you have questions, I feel like the the not liking comes from questions. And usually when you ask questions, you get a better understanding. And you speak to the person. And more of an appreciation for that person or that person. And you're an approachable guy. Like, if someone wants to ask you a question about your brand, like, holla, you answer. Like, you're very active on social media. You have a great following. I'd don't quote me on this, but he'll probably have a beer with you. He'll sit down with you. You'll work it out, it. and we'll talk about but it. Like, and that's all I saw. That that was yeah. just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And this was before we were kind of like friends-ish, I guess. Maybe, well, maybe about the same time. So maybe I'm being a bit defensive, and I understand there's a bias there when you're sort of friends with somebody, and then there's people attacking them or whatever. But I mean, I'm not attacking. So this is like a bit dramatic, but you know, saying some not so. Well, favorable. researched right. favorable things, yeah. right? Like, just say research, man. Did anyone like holler at the dude? Like, I read some other articles recently where the the uh, the author had actively contacted other breweries. I'm like, well, why didn't some of these other people do that for, right. for you if they were saying stuff? It anyway, doesn't seem that difficult. Yeah. I just feel like you know, maybe know that people I, need to be held accountable if they're going to talk that sort of stuff publicly. And then, mate, you're going to be held accountable for that. And I think a lot of these people kind of escape that because of the insular kind of like. Like I said, mob nature of of that group of individuals. But so let's let's. Uh, I kind of want to. I I, I want to make sh- to be clear. The Ontario craft beer scene 
despite your reservations about, yes. and your, your, your experience <laughs> yeah. is super positive. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. I, I want to say that, you know, the most, for you know, the majority of everything that's going on in our industry is, like, super positive. People, there's a lot of breweries that are coming out, a lot of people that are trying to do good, good you know, good things, um, for sure. Um, I know, though, what you're saying, mm-hmm. and, and I recognize it, and I think that the only piece of advice that I would give um, to you know, beer writers or anyone else is that's commenting or trying to, you know, be opinionated about beer. It, everyone has their own opinions. They're, they're totally entitled. To them. I will say that if you're writing on a topic, let's, I think the, the primary objective is inclusiveness and growing. If your objective is constant, if it's just notoriety for the sake of notoriety, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. It's it's not I mean you can get 80 comments on your on your blog or whatever you have and it's not relevant and it's not um it's it's just it's I would say it's not relevant. It's not uh helpful. Anyway. Right. No, that's a good yeah. point. Um anyway, yeah, I look I I apologize if we went too deep into that. That wasn't the intention. It was just uh The intention well, was actually to just skim lightly on that topic, but but we always get into that. I feel like there's some passion more. into it just there because is. There like, is. of you know, of we're all passionate about beer, so then when there's other people, you know, maybe with what it comes across like they're not like helping grow it. If anyone's like detracting from that, then I guess that's a, that's an issue of, of sorts. It should so, be talked about. And it's, yeah, it should be discussed, but like I feel like a lot of that sort of dissipated in it, but I guess there's some residual... Uh, I mean, I'm in my, in my feelings, as the kids say. <laughs> no, yeah. anyways. Yeah. But um, no, man, it looks like uh, everything is um, growing really well. Um, you know, you're going to have the third beer in the LCBO soon if all goes well there and uh you know what's the what's the next step like what's the sort of maybe the the big goal like the yeah so we're hoping to make you know announcements somewhat soon who knows oh. it might oh. it may happen you know all right but all right. Uh, yeah no we're we're looking to i mean for us and it has nothing to do with anyone telling us that we can't be a contractor um, you know, we want to build a facility. Um, oh, and that's, okay. you know, ultimately just the, 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 the a function of um, we, we need our own space. We need production f- flexibility. There's a logic behind why we want to do it. And it has nothing to do with anybody's, you know, unreasonable opinion right. on, you know, our commitment and our passion to beer just because we don't make it in a... Will that then, if you, if you do take that step, will that legitimize you? as uh, a craft brewer in Ontario? It, I would hope so. I, I, look, I feel like you've kind of like like passed that now, crimson in and of itself. Usually the thing about contract brewers is They have the one beer. They have the one beer. That's right. Yeah. And now like that's one... If you have a lineup of three beers, man, that's... I don't but I feel know. like someone like Jordan, who who is a respected like Cicerone author, like to be that vocally publicly, I've seen that, you know, him manually... Like, do that I've seen him in person as yep. well and do it like I feel like that's a pretty good statement if someone like that who maybe wasn't so favor like favorable initially sees that like all anyone who can had anything to say can can't really say too much at this point because one of the things as well that I think we didn't touch on earlier was that they're saying contract brewers have no intention of getting a a physical uh, facility and I think that's pr- been the plan the whole time right, right? like yeah. everyone wants their own space so 
you know, now you, you know. I mean, you, 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 you need a space to the extent that there's Demand a benefit. For for, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah. look, the biggest, the, pub, the largest publicly traded um, craft beer company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I view, I view it, it's beer is beer. Great beer is great beer. Yep. Um, so Sam Adams, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, they were contracting for what, more than a decade, mm-hmm. you know, or what, whatever it was. I mean, all, there's different, different models and different approaches. I mean, there's if no people risk. are continuing to buying the, buying the beer, regardless of whether it's brewed at their own facility or somewhere yep. else's, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, there, so all, of, all, my only kind of comment to that is, you know, for us, we believe that it makes sense for us to have our own, own facility for a variety of brewing and, you know, business reasons. And, and it's not just, I mean, I want to say business reasons. It's, a, it's like, we want to make the best beer possible and always be on the shelf and not run out and not have, you know, and, and be able to meet demand at like a bunch of different levels and expand. And to do that, you know, you can't have, you can't be brewing at like 15 different places. You know, right. you need to have everything kind of centralized. Yeah, right? makes sense. Uh, it, it's just, it's just logic. Forget about business, right? So, you know, when you get to a certain level, you need to, you need to be of that size. So, I mean, and that, that, that's just for us, you know? It, and everyone, every, and, you know, everyone, I will never, ever, ever disrespect someone because they, their business decision or their decision was that I'm just going to contract brew forever. And that's fine. Totally. If that's, you know, if that's what they want to do and that's what works for them. And it, as long as they're brewing good beers, just brew good beer. But it's an easy yeah. like I mean, I always like I always like trip out about people saying this this concept of they're not brewing good beer. Okay, well if they're not brewing good beer, no matter how good their marketing it's is, not gonna, it's, it's not, not going to flourish. Sell. It's not going to sell exactly. No. Yeah. And you know, I, you've more than proved. You just otherwise. yeah, three fantastic beers. I, I mean, I love everything you're doing. It's cool. We're about it. Um, definitely going to continue to support and it was good you know it was dope to have you back to you know I guess talk on the announcement which is super super cool with you know the third beer in like literally you launched two beers in like a month this is the exclusive uh, sit down talk with I mean I know you released you have the press release but this is the first like long sit down talk with uh, Shahan Da Silva from Lost Craft that's it full disclosure about uh, about what's popping yeah so uh, where can everybody find you online? They want to check out your stuff. Everywhere, man. Yo. So at Lost Craft Beer is what you're supposed it's to like say. <laughs> it's like Wu-Tang. <laughs> but except for you're one member, not like 37 yeah, 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 members. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There aren't that many chambers yet. Yeah, there's no many chambers. Yeah. You get We're there. working on like Yo. multiple chambers, you know. Right, so. right, right. So hey, right now we got three, three, Yo, chambers. three chambers, one chamber at a time. Exactly. Damn, and that's yeah. fine. Like um, man, thank you very much for uh, hanging out. Always a pleasure. Some knowledge to the people. Um, make sure you go if you're in Ontario or if you're visiting Ontario. Cop the beers at least for now. By the time you hear this, you should be able to get all three. Um, give it a crack. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. And uh, also make sure you follow BAOS. Subscribe to the uh, iTunes if you're listening to this on the audio because there's no video right now. So you will be doing that. (laughs) Um, Hit subscribe, review, and rate the the podcast if you can. That helps. 
Um, and what else do we have to tell you to do? We have to tell you to go to all social media, follow us at BAOS Podcast, and uh, check out the YouTube as well. That's where we have uh, all the highlight videos and a bunch of other like cool uh, content, reviews and verses, the videos we do, and um, being male and other also, dogs. Yes. If you hate, bring it on. Like, to, like give us co- some constructive criticism. Yeah. Like, like I don't mind it. Like, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Like, it's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. We get some just ridiculous stuff from people like who shape. just shave or like yeah or, or like, like tuck your shirt in or like, or like thanks mom stop like, using so much hands yeah like stop using your hands and like 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 i don't know sometimes people i just feel like there's so many awesome. trolls the beer word is funny like we laugh all the time it's not like we get a lot of yeah there's just some sort of ridiculous comments and reddit like, you're the best reddit yeah reddit is, the is best. Um, i feel like on we should start reading them out because yeah. i don't know if you have this like the live tweets on uh um oh, what's that show that does it with it like the, the oh actors. uh mean tweets on yeah mean tweets are so good that's good it's and so uh, good. rap radar podcast always reads their itunes reviews and some of them like they just shit on them and it's hilarious yeah. so, so good. maybe we should start reading them out yeah. but like it's just not constructive they're just clearly trolls yeah, it's, it, constructive is awesome but like yeah people say hey guys i think you should like do this and maybe it'd be cool yeah. if you could talk about their like do you know, Tell maybe us. we'll even take your comment into consideration and maybe tweak our whole game. Just to Yo, I'm open to that. This I'm is very open perfect. to this that. Is a, it's a yeah, malleable, uh, yes, ongoing learning Malleable. You like that word? I you like that, that word? word. I, I thought malleable. that was a good one to whip out right oh. now. Um, Anyways. So that's it, y'all. Once again, Sean, thanks, bro. Big you ups. have a fantastic uh, evening, folks. And uh, catch ya. Catch ya. Peace. Peace.